I had tried like a number of products that were coming into the marketplace and they had very ineffective like cannabis contact and cannabis results, whether it was a salve or, you know, just a product that it it promised all of these cannabinoid, you know, treatments, but you just didn't feel it. And so I felt like that had a lot to do with the process. Hey guys, what's good? Welcome to the Cosign Life. If you're watching this video, that means you co-sign us and we co-sign you. So here are a couple of ways to support us at Cosign Magazine. Number one, view the description below, click the link and purchase an issue of Cosign Magazine. It's like this, this one right here physical. You can purchase this. Number two, you can also support us by purchasing Cosign merch. Hit the link below and it'll take you to all our past merch items and we'd love to have your support and see you wear Cosign magazine. Thank y'all for tuning in to another episode of Cosign Conversations. We're going to call this the, the Cannabis CBD episode. Uh, glad to have Q Nicole on from WH Farms Co. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Can't complain. Can't complain. Um, before we get started, I definitely wanted you to share a little bit about your background, a little bit of your story so that people can get acclimated with you before we go ahead and jump into, you know, getting to learn more about you and your business endeavors. Definitely. So my name is Q Nicole Vanderhorst. I'm the CEO and founder of WH Farms. Um, We actually grow industrial hemp. We cultivate industrial hemp and process um, it into hemp-derived CBD. And we manufacture a number of body care and wellness products that we ship to, you know, people nationwide, internationally. Um, And we also have been very intentional about helping people launch businesses and CBD product lines and brands in this space, which is something that's really important to me. Um, My introduction to CBD was through my own self-medication needs after the transition of my father. I was diagnosed with delayed PTSD and I was a new entrepreneur um, in the Washington DC market fixing and flipping homes. So something that was like extremely risky and I I really needed my best self. So I went on this journey to really figure out how to manage my PTSD, manage the anxiety and really, you know, care for my mental health. And instead of going through like an opioid treatment or what was prescribed from my therapist as a hybrid of like pills and therapy, I asked if it would be okay if I self-medicated using cannabis. I was in a medicinal um, legal market and I wanted to really explore those opportunities. And I found that it saved my life. It gave me a chance to really reset a lot of the stigma around cannabis, making you lazy and, you know, killing off your brain cells and all of these crazy things. I found it to be personally not true. It was one of the best ways that I feel that I could have been able to really overcome my diagnosis with um, PTSD. And it gave me an opportunity to see uh, where others needed to have this experience with cannabis in this space. So that's why we created this company. That's amazing. I love to hear that story. Um, Going through everything you went through, what was like your first dive into entrepreneurship? Was it the fixing and flipping homes homes or... Was uh, was it the farm? 
No, it wasn't. It was um so it was actually a nonprofit organization called Be Global. Um, it's Teens Be Global on on Instagram, and I started it back in like 2005, 2006, where I built community gardens in um, food insecure food deserts, and so we would um, uh, really create workforce development programs for teenagers in rural communities, giving them an opportunity to develop skill sets that were marketable through the construction of these community gardens and the gardens accepted EBT cards and it was just a way for the elderly in the community and the financially insecure in the community to have access to like fresh produce and fresh vegetables because we knew that we worked in communities where chronic diseases were like a big deal. So I've had this heartstring to be in the, I guess, preventative health space, you know, for a while. So that was actually our first, my first business was um, Be Global. And I operated that business for cl- over a decade. We we okay. shut down operations at, at our 11th year. Okay, gotcha. Yep. So um, I read your bio, and so you've also been uh, investing in real estate. Mm-hmm. Um, your experience through investing in real estate, is that what kind of led you to the farm aspect of the business? Or how did those two uh, collide? So actually, it was the experience with Be Global and just knowing that there were, um, you know, there were opportunities available to really mobilize a work, a, a group of individuals that needed work, you know, and that's the rural farmer. So it was really the experience with that and understanding the opportunity that was in the workforce. And then also being a cannabis consumer and being very intentional about sourcing. Um, I had tried like a number of products that were coming into the marketplace and they had very ineffective like cannabis contact and cannabis results, whether it was a salve or, you know, just a product that it it promised all of these cannabinoid, you know, treatments, but you just didn't feel it. And so I felt like that had a lot to do with the process. And so I wanted to be able to control the process. So cultivating and manufacturing became how we kind of designed the business. So I think I would say that my real estate, I've always, my professional career has always been in real estate. I was a commercial, worked in commercial real estate development from 2003 up until 2014. So, and I was responsible for like a lot of like large mixed use developments in Washington, DC. And so it's a, you know, that ability to tolerate risk and to see rapid growth in regions and markets, I think is what caused me to see the opportunity in this industry, Um, really have a chance to really say, okay, this is an emerging market. This is an industry where in 2016, we kind of didn't really see it. You know, only heard about it on the West Coast, maybe Washington State, still very much so a West Coast regional thing. And then 2018, we see CBD in every grocery store and every, you know, like gas station. It's like, boom, it just exploded. And so I think that that's what the real estate skill set kind of positioned me to see, to see it from that perspective. Got you. But what is that process like? Because everyday person, uh, it's going to take them a lot of research to figure out how to, you know, um, get a farm, how to manufacture to create, cultivate, what was the process for you or like the learning curve for you to actually go through this to, you know, get a farm, be able to produce, manufacture and cultivate your own, all your products? Well, we have a beautiful ecosystem. So um, identifying, again, I had been in the agricultural space prior to this venture. So identifying the farm opportunity and the space was something that I was very familiar with. Um, We worked with our local government to really kind of 
you know, catch up with the learning curve of our processes and being DA, DEA lab tested and having our, our culture, our, what we cultivate tested and understanding how to, you know, what uh, agricultural processes to employ to be able to maintain solid THC levels so we didn't lose too much of our product, working with our ag team to ensure that that was the case. So, I mean, it's, it's been a, it's been a journey of, of obsession. That's the only way to put it. Like you just got to, you jump all in. Like I jumped all in. I was on the farm, you know, working with my growers, working with the team to make sure that we understood how, you know, they needed to operate in order to produce a great product. We have a phenomenal manufacturing partner that was able to help develop, you know, custom recipes that we were able to test because I had a problem with other products. And so I didn't want my product to be the problem. And so I wanted to, you know, be a part of that process. And we just, we just, you know, when you are able to build your career brick by brick, you you surround yourself with other giants and other powerful, knowledgeable individuals. And so I can't say that what we produce is just my effort alone. Um, I think that as a CEO, I'm certainly the conductor, but I got a damn great team. Like I have a phenomenal, solid team that was with that we were already commercially ready we weren't just ready to start in a small space but we you know were able to produce and sell 36,000 products in our first year so to be able to operate at that level of efficiency you know and consistency we we were ready and so it's just kind of like we you know I was able to kind of assemble a phenomenal team of professionals that have been able to help us deliver these products to our customers. That's amazing. Something you said earlier was that cannabis um, saved your life, right? So as an entrepreneur and my community is full of entrepreneurs and a lot of us deal with, you know, anxiety, uh, you know, mental health issues, depression. And I kind of want to talk on that, right? Um, From your perspective and with you being in the industry, like what advice would you give to people to, you know, to delve into using cannabis to kind of help self-medicate themselves or help get through these stuff, you know, because it's a really serious issue. And a lot of times, we do seek therapy, but it's also more that we need. So kind of talk to that on your experience of, you know, cannabis helping entrepreneurs and people in general with anxiety. Yeah. So um, CBD actually does a phenomenal job with helping with anxiety. Um, Our body has what's called an endocannabinoid system. And so we naturally respond to the elements that exist, the chemical elements that exist inside of the cannabis plant. CBD and THC are cousins. So, you know, we are very familiar with marijuana and THC as it relates to cannabis consumption. But when we think about hemp and CBD, a, a lot of times people think that like CBD is like, Reg, Reggie, right? Like if you right. smoke loud, then CBD is like Reggie, and it's not. Right. They're cousins. Right. They're not even. They're not even alike, right? They have their own different qualities. And what makes CBD amazing is that it helps with mood elevation, and it helps with mental focus, and it helps with concentration. Because for those who suffer with from anxiety, they know that spiraling mentally is a byproduct of anxiety. Right. If you have a lot of pressure on your shoulders, you have deadlines to reach, you have a lot of risk that you're undertaking as a business owner, you going to the absolute furthest extreme and wanting to isolate yourself is just a byproduct of anxiety. Popping a CBD gummy throughout the day can help you manage that. You know, something that doesn't emit an odor or a fragrance, but gives you all of the the benefits, the wellness benefits of CBD. Um, PTSD is something that THC is known to help with because it really does help to manage um, that particular 
uh, challenge, but CBD helps with anxiety. It helps with mood elevation. Um, you should know, obviously, that in, in any cannabis plant, there is the difference between an indica dominant and a sativa dominant. So there are strains of hemp in the same way that there are strains of marijuana. And so finding sativa dominant strains that really can assist with relaxation and calming qualities that also um, continue with productivity, great ways for hemp to help. And then obviously CBD or any sort of uh, uh, cannabis product, ingesting it different ways can produce different results. So I personally love tinctures. We have a, a tincture line that we manufacture. A lot of our clients who are nurses and doctors, they love offering tinctures to their clients because it gives them rapid relief. But pre-rolls are actually the fastest way to absorb cannabinoids and to really get like a quick, um, you know, boost, if you will, in your overall consumption level. All right. So for those who aren't familiar with that, you said that's a, a tincture? A tincture, a CBD oil tincture. Okay, so how do they consume that? Is it just on the body? Just You can actually, it's a sublingual tincture, so you can place it directly under your tongue okay. and hold it there for about 20 seconds and then swallow it. Or I actually consume mine every morning in my coffee. You can place it inside of like your smoothies or your juices. But again, it's a direct shot of the CBD cannabinoid that allows your body to be replenished um, so that it's, it's I consider it like a daily multivitamin. Perfect. So this slide leads to my next uh, question, since we're talking about, you know, entrepreneurs dealing with anxiety, right? What are the other business opportunities in CBD, right? Because a lot of times people think of, you know, the sexy jobs and the sexy, you know, positions, whether it's like, you know, we think about cannabis is thinking about getting a grow farm or a dispensary, right. but there's so many different opportunities to enter the industry, right? So kind of give us some ideas of somebody who wants to enter the CBD industry, but may not have the capital or the time or, or resources to get a farm or, you know, produce their own dispensary or store. And, uh, and so, so what kind of other opportunities are there to enter the to industry? Absolutely. So definitely those sexier positions or sexier opportunities are definitely floating around, right? Like cultivating is a six-figure investment. Retail licenses through states are multiple six-figure investments. Um, we're noticing that a lot of states that actually have legal cannabis programs, they're not even releasing licenses to minority growers and not minority retailers. And these are applications that cost anywhere from 50000 to 200000 just to apply. Wow. Uh, and some of these applications are not refundable like there's so many moments of just what the fuck right <laughs> that exists in that process that's absolutely it's meant to block us and so that's why wh farms exist we want it to help bring people to a table so if you notice what happens in the canadian what happened in the canadian industry and what's happening currently you notice that in the canadian industry when cannabis was made nationally legal you there were a number of brands a number of cannabis brands that were purchased by these large multi-billion dollar food beverage and in beauty and wellness companies like the Unilevers and Procter and Gamble and all of these people who now want to participate in the cannabis business, but they don't want to start from scratch. And so I tell people all the time, I think that the most lucrative and the best way to enter into this space is to consider consider building a product line or building a brand that really connects you to an audience, a community of people. You can spread the magic of the product and, and what it is that CBD and cannabis can do. It offers our elderly opportunities to have alternatives to pain relief and management. It offers you know our mental health community with alternatives. And so there's a huge space to occupy. So I think that that's a, a lucrative way. And 
a way that you can get started for less than $10,000 in most instances. And so I think that that changes the dynamic when you go to think about cultivating or dispensary and you're looking at a multi six figure investment versus let me start an e-commerce product line through a company like WH Farms, where you can white label and start for under $10,000. It's an entirely different like game plan. Um, you also can start peripheral businesses like security businesses, tech. There's also an opportunity to jump in like the consulting space because it is a different industry in and of itself. Um, we actually educate as well as uh, really help put people in position because navigating the e-commerce waters as a cannabis company is totally different. But because it is a new industry, there are so many new careers where we have teenagers that help us with biotech equipment at our farm um, and college students that we're able to bring in and help with our irrigation practices so that we can be a lot more uh, concise and efficient. So, I mean, there's like a range of things that you can do from digital space to like agriculture, because this industry, this plant is occupying a space in so many industries. That's amazing. I want to kind of talk more about um, how WH Farms can white label uh product lines so that people can start e-commerce brands. So what uh, different products are those? So like, for example, I'm gonna come from a place of curiosity, right? So yeah. let's say um, I wanted to create cosine gummies. Is that something yeah. that you guys could assist with? Absolutely. Yep. We have a product line um, of assorted gummies. We believe that um, we our gummies are 10 milligrams each gummy because we believe in microdosing. We right. know that our clients will have a range of customers, customers who may try cannabis often and customers who have never tried cannabis ever. And so with microdosing with our gummies, you're able to package them in the way that you desire. Um, they're THC free. So your clients don't have to worry about drug tests and yeah. you're able to sell them internationally because that's another benefit to getting started on the hemp derived CBD side, we're able to transport throughout the country and also internationally in countries that accept hemp derived CBD. That's amazing. And for those who aren't, you know, we have our audiences, you know, from, from people who are just creating to people who are, are really versed in all types of businesses. But when we speak of white label, kind of tell us how involved can they be? For example, like, is the product already set? Do they, can they, can they, alter anything a little bit or kind of tell us like the involvement from the business standpoint if they wanted to white label a product? Yes, that's a great question. So we have a white label menu and those products are set. And so we do produce to order because it gives us an opportunity to offer maximum freshness to our clients. Our shelf life for our products are between 12 to 18 months. Um, and so what that means is you would then be able to uh, choose a variety of products. We have multiple fragrances as well as flavors of variety of products so that you can have that um, variation on your site or with your store. And if you're interested in custom product development, because we have such a strong manufacturing partner, we do also offer that. So we have companies that have started like um, intimate lines and they may start with um, gummies and pre-rolls and tinctures but now they're developing custom lubricant and different things of that nature that we're able to also uh, facilitate using the CBD derived from our African-American and Tuscarora and Indi indigenous legacy farm. So what that means is instead of wondering if your CBD is coming from China you know that it's coming from African-American legacy farm in eastern North Carolina and it's being cultivated that heritage is being cultivated through the products and they're being provided to you for you to sell under your own brand um, with your own profits and just really you know, spread the magic, spread the wellness of the benefits of CBD. 
That's amazing. Definitely amazing. And it kind of leads into CBD and beauty. I've been hearing a lot about it um, from a man's perspective. I don't know much about it, but this is why you're here to kind of, you know, uh, share with our audience. So like kind of tell us how CBD can we can you can mesh the CBD with the beauty industry. I have seen like uh, some in skincare lines, et cetera. So we have a huge female audience. So I want to talk to you a little bit about that. If you can explain, you know, CBD and beauty and the, um, the collaboration between the two. Yeah, so the beauty industry obviously is such a big like mammoth of an industry and it has so many different uh, compartments. And so specific to CBD and skincare, CBD actually packs um, components that help to prevent oil accumulation. And so the oil accumulation is what causes acne and causes breakouts. And so CBD actually assists with the reduction of that. So you see a lot of CBD in skin masks, um, facial creams, moisturizing creams, because it helps to keep the oil, the oil um, formulation down in the skin. And it also helps with irritation. So you find that there may be like with chemical pills and things of that nature, a lot of redness that may emerge where CBD can and actually assist with the redness and the irritation in the skin. And so it has a lot of phenomenal benefits from that perspective. We also have a body scrub that helps with just the overall rejuvenation of your skin from, you know, every area where you would really apply like this salt scrub to really allow your, your skin to kind of like turn over, if you will, and then be replenished by the CBD oil. So there are a lot of great skin benefits, um, but then the, the additional benefit is that it relaxes you that it really does relaxes the the nerves and the the muscles so that you're able to benefit from the therapeutic qualities of CBD as well. That's amazing. And do you guys offer white labeling for CBD beauty products as well? We do. So our white labeling menu includes 12 products. We have um, body scrubs, body butters, bath bombs. We have our CBD tinctures, um, our gummies. We have a pain balm, which is phenomenal. Pain management is a very big deal. We also have pre-rolls and um, and a hair and beard and body oil. So, and that's like a sweet almond fragrance oil. Yeah, all of that. And, and what I love is that people are able to like connect with cannabis in such a natural way that is so non-stereotypical and it gives them a chance to immediately feel the benefits. That's awesome. That's amazing. I do want to clear one thing because like I said, I'm, I, 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 I delve in cannabis, right? Not too familiar with, with CBD. When you say pre-roll, this is CBD pre-rolls, right? This is a hemp. So CBD cannabis is one plant, two species. Okay. One species is hemp. The other species is marijuana. Okay. The only thing that make those species different is the amount of THC in the plant. Okay. So I, I grow the same plant. I, you know, we process the same plant. It looks the exact same. So you roll pre-rolls in the same way that you would from the marijuana species right. with the species of hemp. Okay, makes sense. Just want to get yeah. that. I know there's a lot of sometimes a lot of confusion between the two. Yeah, so I try to make sure that our audience gets you know all the education. Um, and speaking of that, you did say that you um, educate uh, consumers and people who are interested. How does that look like? Is it like a Zoom class that you do? Is it a, a guide? Is it a course? Kind of talk. We to have you a number of ways. So we actually have a free blog on our website. So if you go to whfarms.co backslash blog and you have an opportunity to jump right onto the blog and be educated about the benefits of cannabis and CBD from a variety of lifestyle perspectives. We also have what's called our CBDpreneur Academy. When we launched, we understood that we wanted to create a farm to allow access 
business, for others to have access to the cannabis industry so they can grow their own product line and plant their flag in this industry while it was taken off before it became like out of reach for for our community. Um, And so with that said, we launched what we know as a CBDpreneur business launch kit. And that kit gives us the opportunity to have online courses, extracts, and a community where people were actually creating their own products, their own hair masks, their own skin products, their own Yoni steams, so that they would be able to participate in the cannabis space. And so that academy, separate from the kit, we also offer an online platform of just cannabis education, e-commerce, cannabis education, marketing and advertising education, small batch manufacturing, how to do things in your home, um, just really how to navigate the waters of this cannabis business. That's amazing. I feel like a lot of people um, should definitely know more about that. should definitely sign up. I would love to possibly collaborate with you, Sandra. We do a lot of Zooms and masterclasses with companies like Chase about financial literacy, but also wanted to maybe do something with you, partner with you and do something about, you know, cannabis education so that people- Can get like the you know the beginning information kind of get how to get started and for more details you know they can we can kind of push them to sign up for the academy so they can really take off to the next level so we would love that yeah i think that i think it'd be awesome but when you um when you decided to go down this path right did you always did you see an end goal in mind or was it always like i want to make sure that you know we create something to where we can help our community but what does that end goal look like for you when you look at you know wh farms co in a whole you know i think that the end goal is big I just don't know what it is yet because we're all still feeling it out. Um, I knew that it. I knew that I was ready to sink my teeth into something that I would retire into. You know, I am not the one that's interested in building fast and then walking away early. Like I'm ready to ride this for wherever it's going to go. I believe that this industry is just that new. Um, and I'm just, I'm fit for the journey. And so we're building a team with that level of commitment. So we don't know what the end goal is yet. Um, we have an idea, but we do know it's big. And we do know that it does involve inclusion. It involves destigmatization. It involves really positioning women to be um, players in this industry um, because we know that there's so much that we can contribute. And um, yeah, and it involves, you know, also putting North Carolina in a place where we're recognized for our industrial hemp cultivation qualities, where we grow hemp, um, the Tuscarora region of North Carolina was actually Tuscarora means hemp gatherer. This is where they grew hemp before English settlement in the 1600s. So the fact that we brought something back that traditionally is a West Coast thing to the East Coast, I'm excited just to see where it goes. No, that's that's amazing. I know in the South here in Texas, we're just waiting on our opportunity. Oklahoma right above us has so many doors opening. So Texas is still waiting. But um, I also want to ask you with it being, you know, uh, Women's History Month, Women's History Month, when this comes out, is that a lot of women entrepreneurs may feel discouraged sometimes, right? What kind of advice or motivation would you provide to, you know, the next woman entrepreneur who wants to get started in this industry, but may have self-doubt or, you know, feel like she lacks education or the resources to get started? What would you kind of tell her to, um, to motivate her to pursue it? I think that it's important um, as any individual, especially women, to understand our purpose and our why, um, to really connect with something that's bigger than us. And what I think that I connect to, and I believe that most women connect to, is that when we educate and when we build up a woman, we build up a community, we build up a family, we build up a household, we build up an entire community. And when we understand the role that we play in society and how we're able to sit in these positions, perhaps even easier than some of our male counterparts, 
counterparts, we take on this responsibility for our community. And so that's what I would tell any you know woman that's growing in business, that's growing um, in financial literacy and, and economic empowerment and being financially free, do it, do it all and do it to the best of your ability. Because the truth is when we're blessed, we get those blessings get sprinkled through the example of what we were, what we represent. And that's how we bring up our community. That's how our a nation is able to really grow and be strengthened, I think is through the success of women. And so I do think that um, I just encourage them to always hold on to the bigger picture, hold on to who it is that they, you know, are, are growing or growing for. It's not just for us, but it's for the people that are connected to us and really understand like this unique space and time that we exist in where we are able to galvanize and grow and project um, the success and the, the literacy that we should have as, in our community as Black women, especially in whatever we're building and doing. That's amazing. And it kind of leads to this. So people love to hear about numbers, right? That's what kind of attracts them to different industries. What would you say is like the, the market share or the growth opportunity to get started in CBD? So somebody was saying, hey, What's like the average, you know, that you've seen somebody makes with the product line or, you know, with their own store? Just kind of give us those type of numbers that you've seen or researched or that you can experience just to kind of show the people that this is a growing industry, which they want to be a part of. Absolutely. So we uh, the, the cannabis industry is expected to grow to about 98 billion in the next by 2026. And this year, we're probably at about 19 to 21 billion. So that just goes to show that in a four-year time frame, the numbers are continuing to grow. And those numbers are also a little like foggy because you never know which state is going to legalize medicinally or recreationally. So it could explode even faster. Um, when we watched the United Nations remove cannabis as a scheduled drug, it completely opened up the cannabis industry internationally. This happened in 2020, as well as seeing the NHL, the NFL, the NBA remove cannabis as like a means or a testing uh, process for their players that also opened up the industry. So this industry sits kind of like a bag of popcorn where there are all of these societal factors that cause these numbers to grow even bigger right. rapidly. I mean, we just watched the NCAA just yesterday or two days ago say that they're no longer requiring such strenuous cannabis test for its athletes and players. So when you see all of this happening, it automatically increases the number of users or customers that are in that market. And so the demand continues to grow. We've seen you know, there are people who have the stories of spending six figures to open dispensaries and they're able to break even within their first, you know, 18 to 24 months, right? Um, we've seen people break even uh, in the cannabis on the CBD space launching with us and they've been able to do five figures in their first 45 to 60 days. And so it just depends on where you are and all of the the environment that you're placing your product line in it, 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 it there are a lot of like variables that can that are that are considerable especially like e-commerce variables because there are such limitations it's a little bit easier um, with brick and mortar but it's more expensive so you kind of get a different type of launching pad for a brick and mortar location versus an e-commerce location. So there are a lot of variables that play um, a big position, but I think that what's important for people to understand is that there are so few players in the space. 
when you really look globally and you start to identify what's happening in this market and compare it to other countries like the Netherlands and Canada and what's happened in their markets, you recognize that there's a huge opportunity to create market share um, through having a lucrative CBD brand that then is attractive to these larger companies who are looking to occupy the space. Awesome. So kind of from that perspective, you're saying creating a CBD brand and they may want to purchase it outright from you, et cetera. Absolutely. I mean, we're watching it happening all the time, especially in the edible space. Okay. Okay. And okay. Yeah. That's what I was looking at the most, like edible space. All my friends take edibles, all of of them. So it was like, man, why not create something that, you know, they can, (laughs) they can use since I'm already producing it. So they say that the edible space is the fastest subsector uh, of the cannabis market that's growing because, again, it tastes great. You don't smell the odor or fragrance of it. So it's completely separate from the negative stigma that one would have about cannabis. Nah, that's amazing. And while we're speaking on space to wrap, to bring things all together, I kind of want to talk to you about, OK, so you're an amazing woman doing great things in this space. Right. Who are like three other women? They don't have to be from North Carolina that you've seen. Um, as a peer or somebody you look up to in the same space in a cannabis cannabis CBD space that you feel like people should also tap into. They can have a grow farm, they can have a dispensary, just three other women that you feel like, you know, um, should also. That's a good question. So Mary Pryor does a phenomenal job with education, with Canocclusive. I definitely have to give her a shout out for just kind of creating advocacy and education in this space for sure. Um, um, there's a group out of New York and just because you asked me for the name but Canadiva is their social media handle I have to shout them out for also advocacy um, and education um, and then we have there are I can't even think about a number I mean there aren't many there are other female cultivators um, certainly and I think that everyone who's in the space is doing a phenomenal job I think that I am I am inspired by someone outside of this space, but she's okay. definitely a daily inspiration to me. She's in the spirit space and that's Fawn Weaver. She's the CEO of Uncle Nearest. Okay. Um, she was able to, again, take a legacy brand and, and, and build it to um, a market share that not only is quite competitive in the beverage industry, but really retaining all of her Black girl uniqueness along the way. I think that that's so beautiful to be able to see us express ourselves in the highest level of business on the NASDAQ. Like, all of those spaces. So I have to also give her um, a shout out as well. That's amazing. And of course, our whole entire team at Cosign, Cosign, you as well, Q Nicole, for what you're doing in the space. Uh, thank you so much for your time. We'll definitely be in touch. Definitely want to work with you, collaborate with you more. Um, before we head out, please tell people your socials again and the website. And yeah. um, there's a different site for the Academy so that they can, you know, just log on directly from here, which we'll also put in the bio as well. Definitely. So you can go to whfarms.co. That is our website. You can actually, if you want to sample our CBD products, we have a CBD sample pack on the website. That's right in the pop-up shop. You can learn about the kits, the academy, as well as our white labeling on the site. And on social, you can find me at Cunicole McNair on Instagram, on Facebook, as well as WH Farms Co. on also Instagram and Facebook. And I think we're also on like all of the LinkedIn platforms as well. For sure, for sure. Again, thank you so much for your time. Hope you have an amazing day. Like I said, we definitely co-sign you and look forward to working with you more. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Bye. Hey guys, what's good? Thanks for supporting Cosign Magazine by watching this video. If you really enjoyed this content, please subscribe, like, comment, and share.